All right, Rav Osei, good morning. Let us begin. So we are picking up, or we are continuing, in Osnun Zayin. We left off yesterday in the footnote, in footnote Kuf Mem Vav, where we were focusing on the concept or the power of Busha. We saw the Gemar Meseches Grachis that said that when a person suffers, Kolam Mizbayish, when a person, or Daham Mizbayish Ba, when a person is embarrassed about the averos he has committed, that busha, that embarrassment, ultimately creates a sense of mechilo. So creates creates forgiveness. So trying to figure out exactly what the nature of that dynamic is. Why is it that busha has the power to affect this level of tshuva? So we're picking up again in, in footnote kuf memvav. And we're picking up now in the second paragraph of that footnote, the right-hand side, Ubinasivas Olam. And the Nesivas Olam, the Maral, the Siva Tshuva, Dover Zat Sarech Tam, Lama Habusha Mechaper Umochel Lo Avonosov. Why is it that Busha, why is it that embarrassment has the ability to go ahead and atone for one's sins? So again, I commit an Avera. I'm embarrassed about the fact that I committed that Avera. And then some way, somehow, because of that Busha, that Busha affects Tshuva. That Busha affects Kapara. So why is that? He says, So the Maral explains this. It's a fundamental understanding or a fundamental concept within the reality of what it means to be embarrassed of Busha. When a person is embarrassed, when I'm embarrassed because of an Avera I committed, Mora Shumsalik Atzmo Umarchik Atzmo Minachit Legamre. That shows the embarrassment shows that I'm removing myself and distancing from myself from that sin in totality. Shekalbusha Shumisbayish Midavar Marchik Atzmo Meno. Because whenever I'm embarrassed about something, by definition, I remove myself, I distance myself. From that thing. So say it, it, it's, it's a simple yet incredibly profound idea. When, when I'm embarrassed about something, essentially what I'm saying is, I, I wish I had never done this. I, I don't want to be associated. I'm embarrassed with this. I don't want to be associated with this. So I distance myself from it. This is different than someone who has azas him, right? Someone who has a bit of arrogance. That ultimately, again, he strengthens himself. He's proud of the sin. When you're proud of something, when you're proud of something, that thing becomes a part of who you are. You want to self-identify with that thing. When you're embarrassed about something, I don't want to self-identify with that particular action. In fact, all I want is to place a distance between myself and that action. When I'm embarrassed, I don't want the connection to it. When I'm embarrassed, I don't want to be identified with it. When I'm embarrassed, I want to place a distance between myself and that action. He says, It's not part of me. Therefore, again, the Maral explains on a very simple level where there is embarrassment. When I'm embarrassed about something, 
by definition, he says two words. Number one, in this atzimbo. It doesn't become part of the etzem, of the essence of who I am. That's number one. And by definition, I distance myself from that thing, which means I don't want to be associated with this action. I don't want to be associated with this behavior. I don't want to be associated with this hate. This does not represent who and what I am. Well, says the Maral, that's tshuva. That's tshuva. Well, say at the end of the day, what is the fundamental cornerstone of, of tshuva? It's, it's the repudiation of the sin. I don't want to do this. I don't want to be part of this. I don't want this to be associated with me. It's a fundamental repudiation and then distancing oneself from that particular action. That's tshuva. Therefore, says the Mara, that's how the Gemara says, if you're embarrassed about the hate, it means you don't want to be associated with it. It means that you, you feel that this does not reflect who I really am, which by definition means I don't want to keep doing this. I want to change this cycle of behavior. That's tshuva. Vod ishtacholadas madregas hamisbayish shiyishlo midas hapshitos mimasha amru boshes ponim lagan eden ki abusha hupshitos el ha'adam hafech ha'az ponim. So this is actually very interesting. There's another piece says the Maral, which is embarrassment. Embarrassment is the opposite of arrogance. See, he, he claims that 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 busha and azos panim, right? Azos panim. So many of us, so we may be familiar with this word. We might have been called it when we were little. Also, you know, this is a a good a good a, a good parental term of rebuke, being an azos panim. Okay, so so as I said, the the idea over here is busha and azos panim are opposites. Right, so if Azus Panim means a certain arrogance, a brazenness, Busha is the opposite of that. It's interesting. We often think that the opposite of arrogance is humility, right? Humility. But the truth is, Busha, Busha is a manifestation of humility. How do you, how do you, I, I, we all understand what arrogance is. We all understand how arrogance manifests itself. So how does humility manifest itself, right? Behavior, how does, how does humility manifest So it's interesting, the Maral says humility manifests itself in embarrassment. In embarrassment, when, 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 I, when I am embarrassed and I feel embarrassed about the Averus that I've committed, that in and of itself is a manifestation of one's inner humility. Because again, I'm humbled. I, I, I can't believe I did this. I don't want to do this. I don't want to be associated with this. This is not who I am. This is not who I want to be. Says the Maral, that's humility. That's the opposite of Azaz Panim. He, he defines it as that. Busha is this pshitos. It's the simplicity of a person. See, I was saying, arrogance is incredibly complex, right? Why is arrogance complex? Because arrogance requires a person to build themselves up on multiple levels, ultimately constructing false realities in order to inflate one's ego. Humility is easy. I mean, humility is not easy. It's not easy to achieve. It's not easy for anyone. It's a struggle. It's not easy to achieve. But once you achieve it, it's a pshitos. Humility is a simplicity. It's a simplicity. Humility doesn't mean that I'm down on myself. Humility means I recognize what I am, but I also recognize what I'm not. It's a pshitos. So therefore, again, 
Azus Panim, the opposite of that, he's going to say is this pshitos, is this humility, is this simplicity, which is manifest in Busha. Therefore, again, when does Kapara occur? Kapara occurs when I possess this Midah of pshitos. When I possess this simplicity, when I possess this busha, or mipnei kach mochel and lo kasha yeshlo midas hapshitos shem es pashet mimenu achet. But we'll say it's such a it's uh, it's such a profound. Again, it's it's there's no chidushim over here, but it is such an incredibly profound idea about the power of busha, about the power of busha, and the power of being embarrassed, and the power of of allowing ourselves to feel. That embarrassment, you know, no, no, one, no one ever likes to feel embarrassed. No, of course not. And often we, and often we mask those feelings in a variety of ways, or run from those feelings in a variety of ways. But the Maharal is saying is feeling embarrassed about my averus is an incredibly profound and cathartic experience. And in fact, this is going to sound strange. There's a certain happiness that accompanies that embarrassment, because if I feel the embarrassment, that means that the hate is not really part of me. Isn't that incredible? See, the problem is when I sin and I don't feel embarrassed, that's where the challenge begins. Because if I don't feel embarrassed, that means that I'm totally okay with self-identifying with this particular behavior. But where there is a busha, where there's an element of embarrassment, that's an incredible bracha. That's almost like the reflex that says, this is not me. This is not me. This is not who I am. This is not what I want to be. This is not how I'm going to build myself into the person I truly desire to become. And that's why the Gemara says, those feelings of busha, by definition, are the process of tshuva. Because those feelings of busha, by definition, are the actual repudiation of the Avera. And he quotes one more piece over here, which we'll, we'll just do, which I think is also incredibly profound. He says, So here the Ramchal writes as follows. He says that Tshuva in and of itself is an incredible chaz. We, we, we learned this together in the two times, the two cycles we did Mesilas Yisharim. Avi Yitzhahara to do Mesilas Yisharim a third time because I think it's, uh, in this year, I think it's an incredible, incredible opportunity. But, all right, it's not my Yitzhahara. So anyway, the, the, the Ramchal writes as follows. He says that Tshuva is a chazad. They will say, what does this mean? So the Ramchal explains very beautifully that the way the world should work is you commit an Avera, you get an Onesh. That's the way it should work. There's a Chesed that HaKadosh Baruch Hu does. Actually, it's a twofold Chesed. Chesed number one is that God does not punish us instantaneously. That's Chesed number one, even though that's the way the world should work. You commit an Avera, you get an Onesh. Chesed number one is that there's delayed punishment. Chesed number two is there's a concept called Shuvah. And with Shuvah, you could obviate the punishment. And with Shuvah, you could turn your life around. With Shuvah, you could do anything. He goes on, akiras ke'akiras hamaisa. Listen, listen to this phrase. Literally, it means when you uproot your will, it's as if you are able to uproot the action. Now, what does this mean? hashav makir aso, so as I hear Ramchal explains, this is kind of just taking the concept of tshuva even a little bit further. 
even a little bit further. So we'll say, which, which is this idea that when a person experiences harata, so we'll say, we, we know this, we know this, right? Let, let me take you back just a little bit more. The Gemara says that when a person, certain types of tshuva have the ability to go ahead and negate the punishment associated with a particular thing, right? For example, you could take, you could take tshuva and you could transform your averos into shkagos, your intentional actions into unintentional actions. And then there's even a higher form of tshuva where a person could take his averos and turn them into zechuyos, right? And turn them into mitzvos. What Ramchal is focusing on over here is the ability of tshuva to go ahead and uproot the chait altogether. And I will say, if I think about this for just a moment, it's totally, it, it doesn't make any sense. In other words, I understand the concept of tshuva and its ability to negate punishment. Right? So I commit an avera, that avera, every avera, I'll say every sin, every avera, big or small, comes with an onesh, comes with a punishment. So you want to tell me again, tshuva comes along and I can do the process and I can negate the punishment. I could hear that. I could hear that. There's a, what's the word? Not leniency, but, um, eh, whatever, forgiveness. Right? Is that the term I'm looking for? Clemency. Right? Thank you. It's clemency, right? So I, I did the crime. I should get the punishment. I do tshuva. There's clemency. But the notion that tshuva is powerful enough to actually uproot the act, to make it like the act never even happened. Forget about turning it into a mitzvah. That, that, that's even like another level. But the notion that tshuva is powerful enough to retroactively uproot an act like it never occurred. How is that dynamic possible? So we'll have to stop over here. We'll spend one more day on tshuva, on this piece of the uh, We'll pick up with this piece in the Siyat Shem tomorrow. And I will say then we'll link it back. Yemir Hashem and tomorrow's year back to Reb Tzadah. Shkoyach.